0: We are live here on Locker Room, covering the FA Cup fifth round here on the EPL show. Before I do that, let me break down the ad reads here, and um, then we can start the show. We're going to wait for people to come into the room. Of course, the EPL show on the Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better that's nba college basketball and the nhl they've got it all covered just go to betql.com and use our promo code sgp that's betql.com and the promo code sgp30 for 30% off so put the 30 on there sgp30 for 30% off We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure you subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. It's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And finally, we're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG betting that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com and use the promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's betteredge, spelled B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com and the promo code SGP. So the FA Cup takes place in midweek. Um, not sure why they're doing this. I guess it's because of the hefty um, Premier League schedule. But I've never remembered the FA Cup taking place in midweek unless it was to play replays. And now the replays are completely gone. So um, I'm not understanding why why this has come about. But it is certainly an interesting twist. But always, as always, the most interesting thing with the FA Cup is for me what teams are we going to see? Whose priorities still lie in terms of trying to get as far as they can in the FA Cup? I think it's a bit of a um, a, a weird one here because when you get to round five, you are now just um, three wins away from getting yourself to the FA Cup, FA Cup final and two wins away from appearing at Wembley at all because the semi-finals will be at Wembley but at the same time when you're looking at teams like Manchester City and Man United here in this competition their priorities surely might, must be elsewhere. Manchester City obviously with the league, the Champions League starts up again next week, Chelsea playing the Champions League next week Man United playing the Europa League next week and of course Man United are trying to challenge for the league. Manchester City are challenging on all fronts they're already in the League Cup final, perhaps this is a competition that really, really isn't important to them. You need to take all of this stuff into consideration when you are handicapping games here in the FA Cup. The bookies don't seem to think that Manchester City are going to be overly affected by it, or at least that their side isn't definitely going to be enough to be beaten by by Swansea, who they have got this week. Manchester City are the clear 7-4 favourites to win the FA Cup. Manchester United are the second favourites at 5-1. And uh, after coming through that tie with Liverpool, you have to think, despite the fact they didn't play Fernandes, that they have to be in with a solid shout. They get another home game today at Old Trafford. Chelsea are the second favourites at 6-1. to one. I think this represents the best opportunity for Chelsea to win a trophy this season. If Tuchel can get things together with that team in terms of solidifying the back line and getting that attack to click, they really do have a chance to, to win the FA Cup. Because on paper, this is a very, very good team if you can get the players playing. There isn't a massive gap between Chelsea and Manchester City in terms of personnel. If you were to do a combined 11 or if you were to look at the individual values of all the players in the team you would find that Chelsea are very, very close to Manchester City. So 6-1 to one looks like a big price, especially to a team that's done so well in the FA Cup over the years. Tottenham, they have a chance of winning a trophy in the League Cup final, but they're against City. Here again, I think they're going to go for this competition. I know Leicester are. They're a good outside bet, 10-1. to one, The same price as Tottenham, but I really do think Leicester are going to heavily prioritise it. 12-1 to one Everton, 14-1 to one Southampton. They're plagued with injuries. And weirdly, they're, they're, they're stronger favourites here than Wolves, who they play. But I strongly fancy Wolves in that game on Thursday, and they're at 20 to 1. West Ham, 20 to 1. Brighton, 33 to 1. Sheffield United, 33 to 1. Burnley, 40 to 1. Got a tiny squeak of a chance. I don't think they should be lower favourites than Brighton and Sheffield United, given they have quite a, a, an easy route into the next round. But as do Sheffield United. But I don't think that they're in the uh, the same league as Burnley. They're a team that are going down. Was Burnley are firmly a team who are staying up and have given big teams difficulties. So they could bring some surprises here in the FA Cup. I think they're a very good dark horse to consider at forty to one for just maybe ten fifteen bucks. Sixty six to one. Bournemouth. Hundred to one. Swansea. They, tra- they host Manchester City. Sorry. Barnsley 150 to one and Bristol City 150 to one. So, if I was to take a bet here from the outrights, my my immediate my immediate play here would be on Chelsea. I think, as I said, this is the only competition they can realistically win. I'm not expecting them to win the Champions League this season, obviously. And um, they are just about clinging on for for their hopes to get into the top four. Although poor results from the likes of Liverpool and uh, Tottenham Hotspurs have really let Chelsea back into the hunt. So I would think that as this represents the best chance of them winning a competition and because they've defended much better under Tuchel yet to concede a goal, from scored by the opposing team they did concede an own goal but that was a ridiculous goal as far as I'm concerned this Chelsea team looked defensively sound and I'm not going to read too much into what Anthony Rudiger did at the weekend so for me I would be putting money on them solely because solely because I feel that they will field strong teams throughout the competition and we've seen Manchester United leave Fernandes on the bench And we've seen uh, Manchester City put out a very, very weak team. We've seen them make uh, eight to nine changes in the last round. And I'm expecting them to do that again today. I expect the entire... Tomorrow, sorry. I'm expecting the entire back line to be changed for Manchester City. So you're not going to get that consistent centre-back partnership of Diaz and Stones. I think you're going to get two other guys, the Port and one other, in the centre back positions, and maybe even a change of goalkeeper. Certainly a change up top, um, but although that does um, hasn't wholly affect Manchester City. All you see is Sterling possibly dropping out of the team, and and maybe Mares or Bernardo Silva getting minutes. You see Gond- Gundogan taken out of the team. And, um, and and different midfielders played in, but look at the Man City squad. I mean, they should still get past Swansea. I'm just thinking about in the later rounds. If Manchester City were to draw a a Man United or or a Tottenham or a Leicester would a second string Manchester City team, be able to emerge out of that quarterfinals. Maybe they will. I, maybe they are are a very very worthy favourite. But but my pick would be on Chelsea here because I think there's value there and a dark horse pick just for ten fifteen pounds, maybe just to reach the final. Um, I think there's value on Burnley way, way down here at 40 to one. Now, I don't want to be misquoted. I'm not picking Burnley to to get to the FA Cup final. I'm just saying at 40 to one, there is significant value there, given their results this season against the, the likes of uh, against the likes of a Liverpool. So, um, so there is definite value. If you can do that to Liverpool, there is value on you. Looking at Burnley today, their prices moved somewhat. Um, maybe Sean Dyche still thinks they have some sort of a relegation crisis to, to navigate because they have made a considerable number of changes, which has moved the price here, giving you Burnley at six to four today, 23 to 10 on the draw and nine to five on Bournemouth. If we move down to the qualification odds, because you can bet on outright qualifiers, you see Burnley at four to five and Bournemouth at 10 to 11. I would be taking Burnley here simply to qualify here at 4-5, to five, minus 125. I still think there's value there. Look, Burnley aren't a team that are built on top-quality stars. Like, there's not there's not a Jack Grealish here. If Aston Villa were playing in this competition and they were resting Jack Grealish, I would look at that and go, shit. Aston Villa are not playing Jack Grealish. It would be a, a large concern to me. But in this instance, I'm not feeling that way about a Burnley team that have never really been littered with superstars anyway. So I would think that Burnley still managed to emerge in this game. I would be uh, tempted just to take them on the 90 minutes at 6-4. to four. But as I said, uh, I'm going to take them to be safe to, to qualify here from this tie uh, Burnley have won three games in a row before meetings with Chelsea and Manchester City. And it's not embarrassing to lose to teams of that calibre. Bournemouth come into this having lost four of the last six games. Also, the Cherries have been beaten in three of the last four away trips. So, Again, Bournemouth, although they were a Premier League team last season, is by no means guaranteed that they're going to be coming back up to the Premier League via the championship this season. In fact, they are struggling in that league. So I think that Burnley have a very, very good opportunity to reach an FA Cup uh, quarterfinal here. I think the fans will be very, very happy with that. And then, of course, that makes you one win away from an FA Cup semi-final and a trip to Wembley. Uh, hopefully, by that point, fans will be able to to travel to games. And I'm sure the Burnley supporters will, will enjoy um, a small trip to Wembley, a small trip, because even if the stadium is open, it will probably be at 25 to maybe even less, maybe ten to twenty to twenty-five percent capacity anyway, but still the hardcore Burnley supporters will be offered the tickets first because um season ticket holders holders get first choice on allocation and therefore the long term Burnley supporters would get a day out to the um to the FA to the FA Cup semi-final at Wembley. But you have to navigate two wins first and it has to start today against Bournemouth and I think it will. Up next we move on to the Man United game against West Ham where Manchester United are the 7 to 10 favorites to win this game. It's 3 to 1 on the draw and it's 19 to 5 on West Ham. Um as I'm covering these games if you want to speak about any particular team just um just press the speak button after I've finished talking about that team's particular game. Um, That's when we're going to take calls here. So if you want to talk about Man U or West Ham, just push the speak button after I've finished talking about this Man U-West Ham game. Um, If you want to talk about Man United um, and we go past that game, um, don't don't worry about doing it because um, it would be irrelevant to talk about it once we're down lower down the card here. If we're looking at, say, for example, Everton Tottenham on Thursday, there's no point um, making a call about Man U. So we are on the Man U game here against West Ham. Man United, this also, I think, represents their best chance of a trophy. And I'm a Man United supporter and fellow Man U supporters won't like me saying that. But I think the league, I think the league is gone. I think we were serious contenders at one point when Manchester City lost Kevin De Bruyne and there was a real question mark as to how they would adapt with that. They're also missing Sergio Aguero, so they were playing a false number nine, uh, which was their preference because Gabriel Jesus has never, ever, ever settled into this Manchester City team. And I think it's looking like uh, Guardiola has finally given up on him and they wouldn't be surprised to see him going elsewhere in the summer. But this team, this Manchester City team do need a striker, but somehow they've managed to, to navigate their way through that. Now, Initially, that was to be expected because they had a very, very easy schedule of games and the real test came at the weekend against Liverpool. Liverpool handed them that game on a play. I don't know what Alisson was doing, but if you couple uh, Manchester City getting that huge win away to Liverpool and the fact that Man United themselves has slipped up really badly. I mean, that that last-minute goal, was 95th-minute goal against Everton was sickening. Um, they didn't do enough to beat Arsenal and the performance against Sheffield United was poor, although that was largely down to VAR. Sometimes you can play poor and win games. That is often the sign of champions, but you can't play poor and have the referees make two big mistakes and in, that, in one sense, gifting Sheffield United a goal where they fouled the goalkeeper, and then, of course, um, Man United having their own goal disallowed, but but still, it's still unacceptable to to play the way they did and and to concede goals against the Sheffield United team, who are not the potent attacking force in this league. So, as we approach this game with West Ham. The realistic thing, the realistic situation is this represents our best chance of winning a trophy. And I do think that we will see a strong Manchester United team. The books seem to, to disagree, or at least the line movement does. Perhaps that's public or sharp money or whatever it is. I'm not too sure. Perhaps they haven't had enough bets on Man United because obviously when you're looking at a Man United at Liverpool, and Manchester City uh, the public will bet on those teams heavily be it on money lines parlays um, handicaps whatever it would be they would be heavily bet so perhaps there isn't a plethora on Manchester United this week but um, the price has certainly moved down uh, I saw it yesterday around about 8 to 13 we're now getting it at 7 to 10 if there is a weakened or a rotated Man United team this price will strengthen even more but I do think um, if Man United rotate, they still they still should be able to get past West Ham. We haven't spoke about West Ham uh, while we're analysing this game. They've had a really, really good season. <coughs> Sorry. And uh, the FA Cup will be very, very important to them. They're not a team are going to get through into Europe. I mean, they may come close because they are are near the um, European positions at the moment, but they're not going to get into the Champions League. The Europa League is the best thing that they can do this season. They're going to need to have a very good season and continue playing how they're going to play. They're not going to get relegated, so they don't need to worry about that. So when you're looking at the FA Cup, this may be all West Ham have to play for. So I'm very reluctant to take Man United to win in 90 minutes, although I do think that they will go through in 90 minutes. I think what I'm more confident about is that both teams will score in this game. Looking at the way that Man United conceded those three goals against Everton, it's almost certain to me that there will be another concession in this game. Four of West Ham's last five league games have seen both teams score. Of course, they played out a dud with Fulham at the weekend, nil-nil. The Hammers have scored in each of their last nine games. Sorry. The Hammers have scored in their last nine games. um, I've written this out before the weekend. And uh, the visitors have lost once in their last nine, the last 11, sorry. So, as I said, that that is a that is a testament to West Ham and that is a, a sign of how good they've been as of late compared to, to other seasons. Cause look, this is a team that you always have pegged to, to finish in the bottom half. David Moyes has this job because they were a relegation threatened team. He came in on a rescue mission. Moyes has had a few jobs like this. Everybody always thinks it's a Sam Allardyce, and yes, Sam Allardyce is Mr. Relegation Rescue. But David Moyes has had a few rescues himself, and um, he did save West Ham and got them into the position to stay in the Premier League, and now look at them. They're, they're firmly in the top half. They are getting good, positive results, and we're looking at them here as a serious contender to do something in the FA Cup, and I can't confidently take Man United here on the money line, and my preference would be to take both teams to score in this game. Some of that is down to how Man United defended, and the weekend was just a clown show, to letting that goal in the 95th minute which is completely unacceptable and it just makes the gap wider and wider and wider as they continue to shoot themselves in the foot but, um, wait, maybe if the uh, if the title is gone and, and we have relinquished that to Manchester City we don't want to be in a position where we're having to pick up any wins in the latter part of the season in order to um, in order to make sure we qualify for the Champions League. We do want to solidify second place and make sure that we get that at the very least. And perhaps on the side of that, there will be a run in the FA Cup, given that the league looks a little bit ropey at the moment. It doesn't look like we're particularly in it as we were a few weeks ago. And um, the Europa League, I'm not sure how we're going to approach that competition. Uh, At the moment, we're not even allowed to travel into Spain. I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, all of the teams that the English sides have drawn can't play their home games, So The weird thing about that is Boris Johnson and the UK government handled COVID absolutely atrociously. And now all of the other countries are being punished because there's a travel ban on UK citizens. It's the other countries, the other teams from other countries who have to play their home game in a different location because the English sides can't get in because our government had a shitty, shitty response to COVID. It wasn't just a shitty response it just made absolutely no sense in terms of how we opened up and closed and opened up and closed and opened up and closed and and had these weird rules that just made absolutely no difference. At the moment, uh, we are on a full lockdown, which includes no schools being open at all. And I can tell you one thing for a fact Kids do transfer this shit around. I I caught my COVID off my kid, uh, so and so did his mum. So yeah, it's um it, it was being passed around from the kids. Perhaps we'll see a reduction of that now that kids are um, no longer at school. But um but yeah um we, the response that we had and the up and down response is terrible. And the punishment is being handed out to the other teams. It's not the English teams. The English teams will play their matches in their home stadium. And the other teams from around Europe will have to travel to places like Poland and, and Hungary and, um, and Romania to get their home games. So that is such a stupid and ridiculous situation. But we'll talk about that more when we do cover the Champions League future show this week on the um, Soccer Gambling podcast. Up next, we will look at Swansea at home to Manchester City as we move over to Wednesday. Swansea are the 11-1 underdogs here to win this game. That is huge, in my opinion. Um, it's 5-1 to 1 on the draw, and it's 2-9 to 9 on City. City are going to probably go through in this game, but are they going to go through to, to the point where you want to take a price of 2-9? to 9? I, I don't think so. Swansea are a team who are playing pretty well this season. If you look at Swansea's record, and especially their form, they are playing very well at the moment. Uh, City went down 2-0 at Swansea in 2019 before coming back to win. Swansea have now won eight of the last 10 games, whereas City, of course, have won 14 straight matches, which is why they're sitting top of the EPL. But I think this will be a difficult game here against a team that City have always struggled against, especially when I think they are almost guaranteed to heavily rotate. You've got a Premier League game at the weekend. You've got Champions League action coming up. Champions League is probably the priority for City, even over the Premier League. So if anybody's going to get back into the Premier League, it's going to be because City have difficulties prioritising. It's obviously not going to be because they're missing Kevin De Bruyne, because quite clearly they don't. Uh, In this particular game, um, I do think that there is a possibility that the clean sheet trend, the clean sheet run could be broken. Therefore, my pick, has even more legs. If Swansea can score in this game, I think we're almost certain to cash. And my pick on this game is going to be Swansea plus 2.5 goals here on the Asian handicap line. It's available at three to five. Slightly chalky. You can take this at plus 1.5, but here's the difference between the 1.5 and the 2.5. The 2.5 means if Manchester City win this game by two goals, you still cash. So the chalk that you've paid for, becomes very, very relevant and very, very useful because you only need this team to lose by two goals or less. The plus 1.5 means, yeah, Manchester City can win, but they can only win by one goal. And after that, if Manchester City win by two goals or more, then you obviously lose this bet. But if you do think Swansea are really going to compete and they may even get a draw out of this or just lose by one goal, Swansea plus 1.5 here is available at 13-8. to So I think that's a huge price. If you think they're going to uh, draw and avoid a defeat, Swansea on the double chance is available at four to one. Um, It's a huge, huge price there, considering Manchester City are going to play a a weakened team and just about got through to this stage from the last round. So I'm going to go for the safer bet. Swansea plus 2.5. I'm giving you something that I strongly feel will cash. I think strongly Swansea will be decent in this game. And I don't think City are going to take them apart and win this game by three goals. Up next, we're looking at Leicester versus Brighton, where Leicester are the 10 to 11 favourites here. It's 5 to 2 to draw, and it's 3 to 1 on Brighton. Love this pick on Leicester on the money line here. Um, I think this is a really, really strong play. You have uh, two teams who are in different parts of the league. So Leicester are already the better team here. And Leicester want the FA Cup. They're a good, good side with good, good players. They're obviously not going to challenge for the league, but they have a strong chance of qualifying for the Champions League. But unlike some of the other teams in this, they don't already have... um, they don't already have um, ma- like a major eye on the, European, on the European commitments like the Champions League. They have a relatively easy route through in the next Europa League game. So I don't think that they're going to be thinking too much about that. I think that they'll be able to rotate in the Europa League and possibly if they get themselves in any, any, any kind of uncomfortable position, throw out Jamie Vardy and, and James Madison for the second leg. But I think here in the FA Cup, when it's a one-legged tie and you're already in a relatively strong position, if top four is your, if your main goal, you should go out and try and win this game. Obviously, the preference would be that Leicester would have won against Wolves at the weekend. Then I think they would have gone all out. But look, history tells you they want to win the FA Cup. This team wants to win the FA Cup. And this history also tells you this team on their day, they can win the FA Cup. Look at the result. Against Manchester City early on in the season, in case you don't remember what it was, it was Manchester City two, Leicester five, and here coming up against the Brighton team, you they've had about a couple of decent results where they um, where they beat Tottenham and they beat Liverpool, but I don't think that they are in a, in a position here to come and win away to Leicester. Plus, you've got to look at Brighton being in relegation problems. So, if anyone's going to rotate players here and not prioritise the FA Cup. I think it's going to be the team that are nearly uh, trying to avoid relegation problems, as opposed to the team that have shown throughout the tournament, uh, throughout the competition, that they want to win this. Leicester have lost just one of the last 12 games in all competitions. They beat Brighton 3-0 when the team's last faced off at the King Power, which is only in December. And we're going to look at a stronger Leicester team here. I think it gets a weaker, a more weaker Brighton team. Leicester are unbeaten in their previous seven meetings with Brighton. So they really, really don't lose to this team. Plus, um, as I said, look at the league positions between the two. And Brighton obviously play that style of football where they don't just sit back and try and contain teams. We have seen a little bit more of that. And the thing is, I've come on this podcast and talked about Potter for a year and a half and said he needs to play differently against the bigger teams if he wants to stay in this league. He needs to play differently against the better teams if he wants to stay in this league. He cannot go gung-ho with the top six. He doesn't have the personnel. Well, he's done that. He's done that. He sat back and uh, played a far more defensive style and made his team difficult to break down. They didn't lose heavily to Manchester City and they beat Tottenham and Liverpool. So, the advice has been taken on board. I'm sure Graham Potter doesn't listen to my podcast, but um, but yeah, they have looked a lot more secure as of late. I'm just going to take this. Um, I'm just going to take this call before we give out a pick on this game because it may be about Leicester and Brighton. Hello, can you hear me? Oh, I think we've dropped it. I think we dropped the call. Uh, if you want to call back, uh, that's a guy called Walker Blue. And I think if you want to talk about this Leicester game, then 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 press the button again and come on. Um, I've lost my uh, I've lost my train of thought now. Oh yeah, I was talking about Graham Potter. Yeah, Graham Potter. Has changed his style for these big sides, and as I said, I don't think he listens to the show. I think it's just common sense that that was something that you needed to do. But here in the FA Cup, I don't see that 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 being the same the same situation, especially when it's a knockout cup tie. Plus, I'm not sure if Leicester get the respect. I don't think they're feared as much as a Man United. Uh, a Liverpool, Manchester City, or maybe even a Tottenham. They they don't quite have uh, the, the personnel that those teams have. They don't have as many superstars. Yes, they have Jamie Vardy and Madison, and uh, I guess Tielemans as well. But aside from that, what you have is just a whole bunch of very, very good players who play as a team and for their manager and uh, are very, very so- solid defensively as well. I think Kasper Schmeichel's a great goalkeeper. Coming into this, Leicester have kept clean sheets in five of the last eight games, including the weekend. For me, this is possibly the strongest play here on the show. I really like Leicester on the money line tomorrow against Brighton, and that's available at around 10 to 11. Sheffield United versus Bristol City is next. 7 to 10 on Sheffield United, 13 to 5 the draw, and 17 to 4 on Bristol City. Obviously, I'm not a great follower of Bristol City because I don't really focus too much attention on, on the lower leagues, but I do know that they have lost six of their last way trips. And the visitors have been beaten in each of the last three matches. So they don't come on this come into this indecent form. Sheffield United have improved, although they are still going down. So perhaps an FA Cup run will be important to them at this stage. Um, and obviously they're not in a situation like other relegation teams have been in the past where they look at their tie and just think maybe it's time to give up on the FA Cup. They'll look at this game and see a clear, clear route into the FA Cup quarterfinals. Sheffield United have won six of their last eight games and Sheffield United have won three of the last five games by a 2-1 scoreline. The 2-1 scoreline here is available at 8-1 to one if you think Bristol City can score themselves a goal in this game. But look, um, Bristol City aren't a aren't, aren't team here who I think are going to be able to... Um i going to be able to knock out Sheffield United. They don't have the form coming in. This is a Sheffield United team with, with established Premier League players who did very well last season. Yes, it hasn't gone for them this year. They've made a very, very poor start. But their form has improved six wins out of eight, they're going to be difficult to score against, especially for a team like Bristol City. And I just think they're going to be looking at the FA Cup quarterfinal as a morale-boosting achievement. So I'm going to take Sheffield United here simply on the money line, much like Leicester, to get through to the next round. The last game on Wednesday is a real real pick 'em. It's Everton at home to Tottenham and the bookies have it 17 to 10 Everton, 21 to 10 to draw and 17 to 10 on Spurs. So it's a complete pick 'em. The only way this line will move is if information starts to seep through about the teams that these two teams are going to play out because that's going to be key from Tottenham's perspective. They do have the Europa League coming up ahead and they are one of the strong favourites in that competition. They do have a League Cup final against Manchester City and they are trying to get into the Champions League. If anybody rests players in this spot, it's Jose Mourinho. But Jose Mourinho's goal here um, as the Tottenham manager, from everything that I've seen and heard from Tottenham, it's to actually win a trophy for this team. There isn't a whole load of talk about we must qualify for the Champions League. I think it's almost an unsaid necessity but I always feel that at this point, because it's been so long and it's been so embarrassing the last time Tottenham won a trophy, I think Tottenham fans would take a League Cup or an FA Cup rather than qualifying for the Champions League, a competition that they have no chance of doing anything in. And I understand they got to a, their final a few years ago, but come on, that was a complete fluke. They were even on the verge of going out, by, out of the hands of Ajax and en route to that. Ajax were massive giant killers, taking out a whole bunch of teams on their way. That was the year of a of, of a lot of giants being killed en route to there, allowing Liverpool to, to face Tottenham in the final. But I don't think that that's gonna, it's going to open up for Tottenham like that again, where they just need to beat an Ajax and a Liverpool to win the Champions League. I don't think that's realistic. I don't think it's realistic to think Tottenham are going to be in many Champions League finals over the years. But obviously... You do still want to get there because it pays out a lot more. Tottenham haven't just built a massive stadium to play Europa League football. But Tottenham also be, also shouldn't be a team that don't win shit. Like, they shouldn't be a team that don't win anything. They have good, good investment. They have good players. They have a good manager. Should Daniel Levy spend more money? Yeah, he should. He should put, get, put the last pieces together in this jigsaw to make sure that this Tottenham team have more success. But um, that hasn't been this. That hasn't been the case over the years. And of course, that League Cup final against Manchester City is a very, very difficult final. I always take Manchester City to win the League Cup at the start of the season, so I have that at three to one from the start, and I'm, uh, I'm hoping that cash is. So I'm not really going to be back in Tottenham in that final. Everton come into this having kept just one clean sheet in their last eight matches. And Tottenham's defence has fallen apart too. They have kept one clean sheet in their last seven. This Everton team have lost just one of their last seven games, whereas Tottenham have been beaten in three of the last four assignments. Of course, there is a asterisk to all of that. Harry Kane is now back in the team. And I think it will be key to see if they do go with Kane here in this game. Kane and Song or whether we do see the likes of Bale and Vincincis and other players that have played in the Europa Europa League game, that's going to be the big key, uh, the Tottenham team news. For Everton, I'm 100% sure that Everton will go 100%. So that's why they would be my initial lean because I do think that they'll start this game as favourites because I'm just thinking that Tottenham are going to be the team to make more changes, whereas I don't think Everton will make any. So I would lean Everton to go through here in this one. I also like both teams to score, given the statistical data that... Um, Tottenham have one clean sheet in their last seven and Everton have one clean sheet in their last eight. So I do think Tottenham will be able to score here against Everton. But as I'm leaning Everton to go through, I do think both teams score is a good bet. The prices are 10 to 11 yes and 10 to 11 no. And given that's the price, I would definitely see uh, lean on the side of yes for that one. Before we move on to Thursday's games, let me let you know that I am available on Twitter at sgp soccer at sgp soccer. That's where you'll get an update every time I go onto Room. I'm also going to post up free plays. My pinned tweet is the PL from LockBetting.com. It's still a good time to sign up. We are winning the every single night in the NBA, and I'm talking like seriously winning. Last night we went seven and zero with our props. We've won sixteen. Out of the last 17 days we've played in tennis, we are 100% for winning days in the Australian Open so far. As I said, there is no time, no better time to sign up. There's tons of Australian Open left. And there's a lot of US Open left to play as well, Australian Open tennis to play as well. Plus, we are 78% in the NHL. And for those guys that were listening to the podcast, we have got back on track with soccer. And that is translating to our official plays. had a very, very good weekend of soccer and had another winning day yesterday. So LockBain.com, great time to sign up. We're still early into the month. I wouldn't be plugging this if we were in the 15th or 16th because I use Patreon to be fully transparent. And what Patreon does, it bills you for the entire month whenever you sign up. So if you signed up on the 20th, you would get billed for the entire month. So you'd only get eight days of the service. Now is still a good time to sign up and get involved. We're having a very, very good month. Our PL is super strong this month. I'm hoping to, to make, I don't want to jinx it, but between 25 and 30 units here this month. So uh, get involved in that. Lockbetting.com is the place to go. Moving on to Thursday, here's the tie between Wolves and Southampton. This is a 5.30 kickoff. Um, Swansea and Man City is a 5.30 kickoff. And as I'm speaking, Burnley and Bournemouth has already kicked off because that was a 5.30 kickoff today. So be wary of these 5.30 early afternoon, or sorry, late afternoon kickoffs, early evening kickoffs is what I meant to say. Wolves are available here at 7-5, 21-10 the draw, and it's 2-1 on Southampton. With Southampton's injury issues, you have to fade in here. They've just lost to Newcastle at the weekend. Prior to that, they shipped nine against Manchester United. I don't know when they're getting key players back, but um, even if they are back, I don't think that the manager is going to play them here in the FA Cup. The FA Cup should be something that a team like a Southampton are prioritising, but they're in such bad form in the league at the moment, they're probably going to focus sorting that out. Um, I don't understand why managers do that. I would rather have a good FA Cup run. I'd rather get to an FA Cup final then finish ninth in the league. And I know that Southampton are going to be targeting the top half finish. And that's why you'll probably see some changes here or if if unfit players or injured players are ready to return. I don't think they're going to return in this spot. Wolves season has been a huge, massive monumental disappointment. They're a team that were steadily in the top half, consistently in the top half. And um, they've really, really slipped up this season. Obviously, the last two results haven't been that too bad. A 0-0 against Leicester is not a bad result in a game where I think Wolves look like the better team in periods. And prior to that, they got a 2-1 win against Arsenal. So they are showing signs of improvement. I think if you're drawing it home to Leicester in a game that you had chances to win, and I'm talking they had a clear-cut chance at the end of the game to win that, and a 2-1 win against Arsenal, then you're winning this game against Southampton, especially if your priorities are much higher. And I do think this will be some sort of consolation for Wolves, if they can get themselves a decent run in this competition, maybe even reach a semi-final or a final. Final. And uh, it starts with a win against Southampton here. So this really doesn't need any further analysis. I do think Wolves are another team that are going to win on the money line. If you want to take this and be extra safe, you can take Wolves simply to, to qualify here in this game. I think that would be obviously a safer way to bet it. You are obviously going to be laying much juice, much more juice if you're just looking at qualification prices. So whereas they are 13 to 10 here to win this game on the money line, it is odds on at 8 to 11 for wolves to qualify but i still think 8 to 11 is a really really good price because i just think wolves will get through in this game i just think southampton are uh, very very disjointed at the moment i also think this will be an under game um, so there's worth looking at the under 2.5 goals as well which is available at 3 to 4 at the moment under 2.5 goals have been scored in each of Wolves' last three meetings, In each of the last three meetings between Wolves and Southampton at this Molyneux ground. Uh, Southampton have found the net more than once in just two of their last 12 games, and uh, Wolves have notched one or fewer goals in six of the last eight outings. And when they did score two against Arsenal, Arsenal were down to 10 men and finished the game with nine men. And these two teams met in uh, November in the Premier League, and it was a one-all draw. But here I'm going to go for um, Wolves here to win this game. Moneyline, if you want to take it, um, to qualify the safer way to play it, which is available at eight to eleven in this one. Moving on to the final game, takes place on Thursday night. Uh, I don't know when the FA Cup draw will be. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check that out. Uh, probably will be on Thursday um, between the Wolves and Barnsley game. If they follow what they've been doing as of late, and um, Barnsley hosts Chelsea here, where Chelsea are the one to three favorites away, seventeen to two to draw, and it's seventeen to uh, sorry, seventeen to four to draw and seventeen to two on Barnsley. If I was doing, if I wasn't doing this live, all of this, um, all of these like errors would be edited out. But that's that's the that's the issue of doing it live. I think I, I think we will get better at it as we continue to do these locker rooms. Um, trying to get some sort of definitive locker room schedule for you guys. It'll probably be midweek, uh, probably every Tuesday. At 5pm, we'll do locker room. So next week's one, we'll be talking about the Champions League, which will be a lot more fun for some of you guys, because I know Champions League's been uh, followed in the US for a lot longer. And hopefully, we can get some more calls on the on the Champions League from people. Uh, here, Chelsea, as I picked them as the team, that I think are going to win the FA Cup. Obviously, i like them to go through, but one to three isn't a price that we pick here on this show. So obviously, we're going to look for something a little bit bigger. I'm going to take Chelsea to win to nil. As far as I'm concerned, they they, they haven't conceded a goal under Tuchel's management and they certainly officially haven't conceded a goal that has been scored by the opposing team. Other than the freak occurrence against Sheffield United, the Chelsea team haven't been penetrated under Tuchel and I don't think they will be here by this Barnsley team. Chelsea have only conceded once in the four games under Tuchel's, since Tuchel's arrival, which was that free goal. Barnsley have scored in four of their last seven matches. And here they're taking a massive step up. And Chelsea have beaten lower league opponents in each of their last two FA Cup games, although they did concede in the last one. But that was under Frank Lampard. Prior to that, Chelsea were ruthless when they took on... Uh, Barnsley in the uh, Carabao Cup in September. They've already beaten his team 6-0 at Stamford Bridge. So I think that's a bad omen for Barnsley. So Chelsea win this game. I think they win it comfortably. Chelsea to nil would be my play. If you're not comfortable with the clean sheet thing, and I know a lot of people aren't. A lot of people prefer to lay handicaps. Well Chelsea minus 1.5 here is available at 4-5. to But that's odds on for a bet where you would still need Chelsea to win by two clear goals. So just because Chelsea can see yes it gives you more of a chance but um, I I don't think you need to do it, I don't think you need to to lay the juice I don't think Chelsea will end up conceding the goal in this game to this Barnsley team Uh, and I do think that they'll put out a solid solid team, I think when you're looking at teams that are really prioritising this I I put Leicester and Chelsea pretty high up the list Um, Tottenham are in a League Cup final. They're in Europe. They're trying to get into the Champions League positions. Man United, Champions League positions, possible title contenders. Europa League coming up. Manchester City challenging for absolutely everything on every single front. And um, I think Chelsea are the strongest team who can prioritise this competition. It wouldn't really surprise me to see both Chelsea and Leicester in FA Cup semi-finals this season. So that concludes your FA Cup preview. Still not closing out these shows with locks. May bring that back at some point once I feel like it. But at the moment, still pretty pissed off with um, some of the social media interactions that I've had. Um, you know, it's not a given that we have to like give out winning picks here. What, what if you if you have made money on stuff that we give out at the weekend, just send us a tweet that we can retweet. And also keep giving us those uh, five star reviews over at the Soccer Gambling Podcast. If you guys do that and let you let it be known, just send me screenshots of your reviews. I will always reciprocate by sending you free plays in the DMs so if you do retweet and like my stuff especially if you leave reviews over on iTunes or wherever you do get your podcasts I will always reciprocate by giving you guys some free plays so it is worth your while doing that and feeding back to me to let me know how you've done with the leans here on the show, it doesn't necessarily have to be the lock, I think we give out plenty of winning picks, I know we did a fantastic Bundesliga show at the weekend as well and the Bundesliga show and EPL show will all be back at the weekend along with your Champions League futures preview which is going to be out this week and then next week we start covering the champions league for real so make sure you check out all of that and of course head over to lockbetting.com and sign up this month to be involved with all of the money we're winning in soccer every night in the nba and riding our incredible tennis run as well that's it for me and this edition of the of the epl show this fa cup fifth round special good luck with all your bets as always guys and thanks for listening